Sean Diaz. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Shay and Sons podcast for episode number five. One whole month in. How you feeling, baby brother? I feel good. This is the David Wright episode number five, <laughs> baby. I like that. I like that. I like that. We actually been consistent, man. Every freaking weekend we're recording we're dropping an episode for you guys the fans um it always releases every monday so we're here one month in so it's a little bit of an anniversary a little bit of a little bit of a reason to celebrate if you can say because we actually been consistent so thank you to everybody who's been listening thank you to everybody tuning in on youtube apple spotify and the rest of the platforms so shout out to you guys for supporting the shane sons podcast brother it's been an interesting week in metland yeah, it's there's been a lot to talk about. Oh yeah, the headlines have been. I mean, we're gonna get right into it. It's a very interesting week because if we can rewind from last week, we were beginning the stages of this West Coast trip. Ten games out west, three in Oakland, three in LA for the Dodgers series, and then four at the Bay against the Giants, and. Safe to say, I was a little bit pessimistic based off last week's episode. I was saying five and five. You were saying around six and four, maybe seven and three, roughly. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah I had a, I had us at uh, six and four. And just stay tuned. So we're gonna get, take you game by game to let you know where we're at. And safe to say, the results have been very promising. So we start out game number one in L.A. It was a real fun game, literally back and forth. It looked like two of the class teams in the National League, Freddie Freeman decided to just continue to be Freddie Freeman, who he was in Atlanta against us. Two home runs, just absolutely just breaking our hearts every other inning. And little do you know that Daniel Vogelbach, big sexy, Daniel Vogel sexy, comes through with a humongous home run, a big day, three RBIs. It it was awesome. It was awesome to see. I was happy for him. The bullpen got in there, three strutout innings, Brooks Raley, Drew Smith, Otto getting in there, freaking Beatty, Brett Beatty's getting on the board with his freaking RBI single in his first game as a New York Mets this season. And the Mets managed to pull through eight to six. It was just a fun, everybody's getting on the board. I just want to give you a quick stat. Nemo, Marte, Lindor, Alonzo, McNeil. Vogelback and Nito, all those guys, that's eight of nine guys, came across home plate that day. And that's one of my favorite stats runs. What do you think about that game, baby brother? It was a it was a back and forth game, man. Like that was one of my favorite games to watch. I'm glad I watched it in full. Um Freddie Freeman is my version of your version of Chipper Jones. Oh, yes, clearly. He is. Oh yes, he is. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't stop killing us. Um, it doesn't it was matter what nice jersey to see either. <laughs> it's like yeah, whatever, yeah. It, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter what jersey it is. It doesn't matter what jersey it is. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Um, why you would pitch to him at all? But um, they continue to, you know, because they're the Mets. And um, no, it was very nice to see. You know, the guys get on the board. They they were hitting with runners in scoring position. Um, Vogelback got off the schneid with the with the home run. So. It was a really good win, obviously. Um, something that we pointed out last episode, Rayleigh, Smith, Adovino, those are the guys for a win. Obviously, Robinson is in that, but I think he pitched the day before. So, um, yeah, it was a good way to, uh, you know, get L.A. started. Um, Brett Beatty, that was that was a really nice hit um, to right field, too. Very nice to see Brett Beatty uh, in his first game just be impactful right away. Love that about him. Um just yeah. a quick quick note, real quick. Uh four for fourteen runners in scoring position. Back to you know your point. That's a that's actually not as bad as it may look initially. I mean, you know, that's ten opportunities thrown in the garbage, but you know, a lot of times most teams aren't gonna calculate, I mean, or be as clinical as you may think with runners in scoring position, but 
that's not a bad number. It could be a lot worse. I've seen this team literally go one for eight with runners in scoring position. Right. So, right. I mean, it's it's definitely not the greatest number, but it's not the worst number. But it was effective, especially in this game. Um, and right, and it's it's about when you when you get those runners yes. in scoring position. So four four for fourteen might look crazy on a on a stat sheet, but the four times that those runners come across the score are probably in pivotal moments of the game. Absolutely. So. Absolutely, two out hits. I mean, two out RBIs. Yeah. Those, those, those yeah. kill pitchers. Those murder yeah. pitchers. Um, so, with that being said, I'm glad that the Mets kind of uh, came to this specific series after the Oakland series, which is a little bit of a mush. You go to the, you go to LA, and you're like, "Yo, I mean, business. Let's start off game one. Let's make, yeah. let's send a, let's send a good message and um, start the series off right." Uh, a little bit of a worry with Drew Peterson. Got knocked around a bit. Three home runs, six earned. We need better. We need better. We need better. But, you know, there's a lot more from him to come. But starting pitching has not been the best uh, trait for the Mets this season. They've been a little bit susceptible to the long ball. And uh, that game specifically was one that I was, like, not particularly pleased with. But I don't want to kill the kid. But yeah. we won, you know. So it's all that matters. It's it, it, it's it's just – it was just happy to, to, to head that lane and get the dub. So – Heading to game number two, we're not going to spend a lot of time on game number two because game number two, if you're a baseball fan before you rep any of your teams, you know that Clayton Kershaw is walking to the Hall of Fame. Not not even, he don't even need to walk, to be honest with you. They're going to carry him. They're going to put him on a chariot and they're going to bring his ass all the way into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, they're coming to him. Yes, they are. (laughs) He might be one of the greatest pitchers I've ever seen. He might be one of the better pitchers you ever seen. And I think everybody should agree with that sentiment because, boy, did he shove. The Mets lose 5 nothing. I mean, I think we mustered up, what, like three, four hits. It was just, I mean, there was nothing. It was a, it was a master class by Clayton Kershaw reading, reading my notes. I mean, it was just, there was nothing to be done here. The kids did get into this game. Uh as the game prior, Beatty, you know, started at third. A lot, uh, Alvarez didn't get in there, but you know, at least this game, I it was nice to see Buck knew that maybe he needed a little bit of a spark, so he he trusted the kids late in the game, even though it was pretty much done. But it was it was nice to see. It was nice yeah. to see. So, if I'm taking any positives from this game, that might be it. Um, my biggest worry from this game was uh, Marte. Marte at this point, you know, on the road trip was like three for nineteen. And we all know that before we got into the road trip, he had that little collision at third base, you know, against Miami. So at this juncture, we're like, you know, he's a big important. He's a big piece of this offense. The game prior, we put up eight runs without him. So, you know, going into this game, righty versus lefty, it was like, all right, let's maybe this is a good game for Marte to get all, you know, get off his little bit of a get onto a little bit of a streak. And it didn't happen. Um little bit, you know, upset with that. But what are you going to do when you have a world-class pitcher on the mound just doing what he's doing, just completely shoving? What were your thoughts on that game? Um, This game perfectly embodied why I tried to um, perfect my windup like Kershaw when I was pitching in high school. You know, like I looked up to him a lot when I was, uh, when I was younger uh, yeah. for various reasons, obviously being a lefty. But um, yeah, no, Kershaw shoved, and he showed us why. Well, he showed me why he's the greatest pitcher in my generation. Um, and Over it, it was just it, Max. You think? Uh, I was on the Max side, but um, recent history has proven that he might be out of that race. It might just be a two-man race between um, Verlander and Scherzer. I mean, okay. and uh, Kershaw. But I, I think I'd give it a Kershaw. They all they all struggle in the postseason, so to bring that up is is kind of a, a binomer. Um, but yeah, no, Kershaw was amazing. He got two hundred four in, and not really much to take away from this game. To your yeah, point, yeah, I mean, there's gonna be games we're gonna run into an absolute monster on the mound, and you just gotta you just gotta literally just you know head up and tip your cap. So, um, yeah. and Kershaw's never lost to the Mets. Is ironically the only time he has lost to the Mets was in the postseason in two thousand and fifteen. 
I mean, you can't make that up. That's just baseball yeah. for you. He's like 17-0 and 0 in his career against the Mets, but the one time he loses is in the postseason. Yeah. So that's actually hilarious. But that was also his 199th opportunity to get a win for number 200, and he did so. So, you know what, if you stood up for that whole game, which I did not, um, <laughs> you got to see a little bit of history. Uh, Clay and Kershaw obtaining his 200 win. From us to you, Clay and Kershaw, salute. 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 Salute, brother. We're, we're currently 1-1 one one against the Dodgers. Don't forget, we we swept days. So, that's 3 plus 1. So, we're 4-1 and one on this road trip. So, we're kind of entering the middle point of the road trip and, you know, I said five and five. You said six and four, seven and three, and we're at four wins. So it's like, okay, maybe we can steal this series. Maybe we can head to San Francisco and maybe split or, you know, who knows? Maybe take three out of four. It is what it is. So things are looking pretty up. Metland is all right. We just lost. The world isn't burning. Metland is doing their thing. And the rubber match, which is a day game matinee game, um, we have Max on the bump. Now we're gonna talk a lot about this game, folks, because we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the San Francisco series, which we're currently in. But I just want to make sure that we focus on this specific game. This specific game probably has a lot of the folks out in Metland who are like naysayers, who are rain on me, who are you know the the people who scream feeble, who scream anemic. All those, all those awesome, awesome terms to call our players. This game, specifically, what we went through in this game, the amount of storylines just built and, 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 and born through this game alone shows you that the New York Mets are a good baseball team. Max Scherzer's on the mound. Max Scherzer is going to pretty much be our horse for the most of the season. And... You know, we're going into one of our biggest threats to possibly win the National League, the, the L.A. Dodgers. And we're, we're in L.A., one of his former clubs. And we need a big moment for Max Scherzer. We need Max. Like, there. We need the most out of Max Scherzer at that point in juncture. And I, I, I saw a little bit before the game began, I saw him, the SNY kind of clipped to him and Alvarez, who was in the lineup for this game, which is awesome, as long as Brett Beatty, as well as Brett Beatty, excuse me. And I said, you know, I, re- I recall Max Scherzer and Francisco Alvarez in spring training constantly throwing to one another on the side, consistently, just always. Max was the, the one veteran that was, besides obviously Narvaez, but in terms of pitchers, Max Scherzer was always with this young man. And all the world, all the aficionados out there told me that Francisco Alvarez can't catch. He doesn't know English. He's not framing his pop time. I mean, you heard everything under the sun about Francisco Alvarez. But yet you have a Hall of Fame pitcher consistently working with him. So here we are in Los Angeles, rubber match. Francisco Alvarez is behind the plate catching one of the greatest pitchers we've ever seen on our team, Max Scherzer. And maybe we get a a Clayton Kershaw virtuoso for Max. You know what I'm saying? And it started out a little bit rocky. We were, bases were loaded, a few walks came up by Max in the first inning. And you're like, ah, hopefully this is not Max from Milwaukee. And then the next two innings, Max freaking Scherzer shoved. But you saw him and Alvarez just, you could see just those two innings. It was just chemistry. And not only did that occur, uh, something that's also occurring on the offensive side. There's a man who signed an eight-year contract over $170 million, roughly around that number, was heavily criticized this offseason, was told that he was overpaid, the Mets were panicking, had no choice but to give him his money, and they weren't sure if this guy can hold up. Well, we still don't know if he can hold up because it's extremely early days. But ever since this man signed his contract, he's done nothing but put the Mets as his priority. And I appreciate that as a fan. And in this pivotal game in April, again, I want to point out that it is a pivotal game and it is in April. Brandon Nimmo decided to turn into the white Ken Griffey Jr. Okay? Literally. (laughs) Literally. Literally. Starts the game off, gets on base. I mean, he's already on 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 a heater. He's been on a heater the entire month. Okay. Yeah. 
I'm going to get back to him, but I just want to point out that this game specifically is the Max Scherzer game and the Brandon Nimmo game. And we're going to sum it up with Buck. So back to Max. So at the end of the third inning, Max is coming out. And Phil Cuzzy, first base umpire, acts checks hands. Okay. Checks his hands. Actually, excuse me, it was the end of the second. Checks his hands. Okay, cool. I think you need to go in there, wash your hand. A little bit of a sticky, you know, substance on your hand. Okay, cool. It's nothing extreme. Tells him to go into the dugout, clean your hands, whatever. Max is like, all right, cool. He goes in. Inning's done. He's going to come out for the third. And Phil Cuzzy checks him again and doesn't like what he sees. So he's like, yo, change your glove. Changes his glove, comes and checks his hand again. Still doesn't like what he sees. Now he calls the home plate umpire over. Now we all know who Max Scherzer is. Max Scherzer is not at all the type of guy who who loves anything from an umpire, let alone being checked. We've seen him being checked where he's literally stripped naked on a baseball field. And Max Scherzer's losing it. He's literally saying, it is rosin. It's rosin. Shout out to our folks at John Boy with the awesome video overs who, you know, just gave us a clear insight. And he's clearly saying on the SNY broadcast, it's rosin. It is rosin. And two seconds later, we have Max Scherzer shoving. Max Scherzer is looking like he's going to give us a Clayton Kershaw performance with a rookie behind the plate. And Max Scherzer is told to hit the showers. And then Max Scherzer loses it. Me, you, and the rest of Met Nation weren't sure what was going on because the SNY broadcast kind of came back into the broadcast. And he was already tossed. He's in the dugout telling people to touch his hands and everything. And you kind of see Buck and him just having a few words and Buck having a few words with the umpire crew. And people gave Buck crazy, like, shit because Buck couldn't, you know, get thrown. Well, Buck didn't get thrown out the game or whatever the case is. Because I'm going to touch on that, too, as, you know, one of Buck's biggest haters. I did not agree with the shit he got from the fans. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, is that we're literally about to start the fourth inning. And our so quote unquote horse just gets thrown out. Our bullpen has kind of been used throughout this series. So we're like, everybody's sitting there wondering, what the F are we going to do? Because we got about five more innings of this game and we're in it and we can win it. And it's a series decider against one of our biggest, you know, direct rivals in the National League to win the pennant. These wins matter when you look at it at the end of the year, like, holy, you know, wow, you were able to go to L.A., get, a, you know, two out of three, whatever the case may be. And, right. you know, everybody's like, what are we going to do? Who's going to come out the pen? Well, this is why good teams are called good teams, because you have a ton of unsung heroes. Mr. Yakabonis came out for two innings, gave up one earned, one. So we went from the fourth to the sixth, two innings, two, two in a... Two and two-thirds, excuse me. Two hits, one run, one earn, one walk, one strikeout. For anybody who thought Yakabonis was going to give him anything, you know, any that is everything you want from Yakabonis. Because Mets, the Mets right now are looking like they're going to be in turmoil. The Dodgers smell blood in the water. The fans in L.A. are laughing at us. They're giving Max a whole lot of shit. You know, we were looking really good, and then that happens, and everybody's like, well, well, is he cheating? What's going on? What's going on? And then Yakabonis comes in. Uh, one of our newer relievers we call the Bridgeham comes in. I'm probably saying it wrong. Bridgeham. Drew Smith comes in. Robertson comes in. Adavino comes in to close the door. The bullpen came through. All of them, unsung heroes, protected this victory. The Mets win 5-3. I mean, how could you not be hype about that? Let alone Brandon effing Nemo. I'm going to return to that. Brandon effing Nemo, five for five, two runs, one home run, two RBIs. His home run went 431 feet, longest ball he's probably ever hit in the majors. So he's he's doing everything. He's even heading for power right now. But we got to return back to the whole sticky stuff because this is a sticky situation. Now I'm gonna have you. I'm gonna give you the floor, baby brother. But I just want to point out that the Mets win the series, in spite of Max Scherzer being tossed throughout uh, before he touches the fourth inning. Okay, the first game 
We had our starting pitcher give up six runs, and the Mets still managed to fight and win a baseball game. We lost the second game because we all know who started. The third game, we do what we do, but we have all this controversy about it. Please talk to me about this whole situation for Max because you're the pitcher of the, of the crew here, and what are your thoughts? So when I saw the, the Horizon situation, it kind of reminded me of when I used to pitch, um, right. obviously at, a, at such a lower level. Um, but when I pitched, um, in order to help with my grip, um, one thing that definitely helped me was the sweat mixed, with, mixed in with the rosin. So I definitely related to Scherzer in that respect. Like it does make your your fingertips a little bit stickier. And then when you're grabbing on those seams, it's going to like kind of um, etch into the into the to the ball, depending on how you grab it. Um, so it definitely helps. Obviously, pitchers are going to going to try to get any they'll, they'll take every inch they can get. You know, especially now, now that the rules are so strict. So I, I completely understand from Scherzer's point of view. You know, rosin, uh, it, rosin a guy who kind of rosin is legal, by right? The way. Right. That's yeah. I was yeah. yeah I'm I was sorry. Say that like guy, no, no, it's fine. No, it's fine. Uh, a guy who advocated, he was on the players' union. He advocated for the for these type of rules to be implemented, and he used their rosin, and he didn't have any foreign substance like Domingo Herman. By the way, Domingo Herman had a, a foreign substance. They told him to wash it off, and he was able to continue pitching. And he was shoving because of that. So, <laughs> MLB, okay. what are we doing? What are we doing? You know right, what I mean? so like, this is, this is going to turn into a nice debate. So, we're called the Shane Sons Podcast. We're Met fans, okay? But we can have opinions. Is Max guilty or is he innocent? Before we even get to Domingo Herman. Is Max guilty? Is Max or guilty or innocent for cheating? He's, he's innocent. He's innocent. He's innocent. He's not. He, he didn't cheat. In my he house. didn't cheat. Okay. All right. I got a little something for the fans out there. You see this right here? We're gonna give this bad boy a try today. Okay. I got my own rosin bag. Okay. I'm gonna go sweat it out. All right. There will be a video on our YouTube displaying how this may or may not assist the pitcher, but this by MLB standards, is legal. What's not legal by the MLB is to have an, a, a enough stick on your hands that it's, like, a little bit ridiculous. From what I understood, and I like that you brought up the Domingo Herman situation, Domingo Herman has a rosin bag in the dugout, and I'm assuming that's, you know, mainly a new thing because, or I could be wrong, but I think it's a new thing because of the pitch clock. Get it, you know, bang, 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 and then you then you come out, and then you can save a few seconds rather than going, bending down, picking up the bag, and throwing it down. Okay, fine. Domingo Haman gets checked, and clearly, again, shout out to the John Boy guys. Your hands, you got, is that you're using rosin. He's telling him, you're using rosin. You need to wash your hands. Wash your hands. He goes, washes his hands. He comes out. Still doesn't like it. You got to make sure that that is completely off your hands, and it's rosin. He's touching his hands. Rosin, it's rosin. Okay, cool. Little bit of a discussion, and then goes, cleans his hands, comes out. They leave him in the game. I believe the Yankees were playing the Twins. Gabe, Ka- uh, I think it's Gabe Kapler who's their manager. I could, no, I don't think it's Gabe Kapler. Oh no, it's uh, Rocco Baldelli, another former manager who's one hundred, hundred, hundred game manager winner. Didn't win a World Series, by the way. Point is, is that he won a hundred, you know, games like we did, and we didn't win. But that's neither here nor there. Point is, is that he gets tossed out because he's like, yo, how are you letting this guy pitch? What's going on? What's up? Right. Like, yo, there's something on his hands. Is it rosin? What is it? So Domingo Herman, as per Brett, uh, hear me, Brett Boone, as per Aaron Boone, he had rosin, washed his hands, and then put rosin after he washed his hands. So they're like, why do you still have rosin? I guess the umpiring or, or Major League Baseball and the umpires union need to make it a thing that you can't put rosin on before you actually come out into the field. You need to use the actual rosin bag that's provided by Major League Baseball because, you know, back to the John Boy video, the rosin bag for Domingo Homan didn't move throughout the first few innings. So he clearly was using his own rosin bag, which is fine, but we don't know what's in that rosin bag. But there is an MLB official right. in every single dugout. So he's probably touching the bag, and the MLB official's like, all right, whatever, using the rosin. Boom, boom, boom. We move forward. But clearly he had a, a little bit of a substance on his pinky, they said. So it was a pinky thing. And if you watch the video, clearly he's touching his pinky. So, I mean, maybe it'll help him with his, like, third or fourth option pitch. 
But whatever. I thought it was a little bit crazy that he didn't get thrown out of the game. So I was like, okay, maybe he should have got thrown out the game. But then when you hear all the details, all right, I get it. All right, cool. Maybe he was just pushing the limits of this. It could be like just to the point where he was like almost about to get thrown out. Fine. Fair enough. To Max's situation, here's where I have a a very different view about all this. I understand Max has a temper. I understand Max is going to let everybody know how he feels. But the one thing I want to get out the way is that the way he defended it so hard to the point where he put it on his kids and he was very, you know, demonstrative, the display of, like, the defense. It's just rising. It's rising and sweat. I mean, I'm from Brooklyn. Usually when a guy is, like, that defensive, they're usually guilty. So, you know, and I love Max, but I mean, if they saw something, it must have been that serious. Now, from what I what the world was told as per a freaking rep from MLB who acts to speak to the umpires, which I hate, by the way, we need to get rid of that. If we're going to figure out why an umpire made a decision, put the microphone in front of the umpire's face. Then we then we get it. Then we can be told that direct situation and we understand Mm -hmm. You giving me a play, a personal, uh, hear me, personal rep. Excuse me, a, a rep from Major League Baseball or for one of the teams or whatever the case is to then ask the ump and then to tweet about it. Man, that could be manipulated in so different ways. I want to hear the person who was there, you know, investigating the situation. So that pissed me off. But for Max, so Max gets checked. All right, then he comes out, was told to change the glove. Max changes the glove, comes back out with a new glove. And his hand is still all messed up. Now, what the reporters were saying, the umpire said it was so sticky that they never felt a more stickier like situation on a hand and in a glove. So Max, as you know, Max is sweating before the game even begins. And you're under the L.A. sun. And I know with rosin, a lot of people look, like to use sunscreen with the sweat to kind of develop that stick that you're talking about with the lace on the ball. And if you look at the top of his hat, Max Scherzer's hat right here, there's a lot of white going on. It could be touching the rosin or it could have been the rosin mixed with the sunscreen. It could have been a a multitude of things. Not saying it, not accusing it of it, him of it. But my thing is is that they're saying that they're the MLB official in the dugout. There's an MLB official in every dugout for every team. The MLB official taught him to wash his hands with alcohol. What happened in the Bronx, Domingo Herman was told to wash his hands. Now, Domingo Herman, not saying he maybe understood the, the situation, but I can see as Domingo Herman, someone who doesn't know a lot of English, knows enough, probably went in and said, all right, I'm going to wash my hands, wash it with soap, and then I wash it with soap so that they could let me pitch because I don't want to do anything wrong. Plus, you know, we all know Domingo Herman has a little bit of a track record of being in trouble. But I'm pretty sure because he was pitching his ass off, didn't want to get in, you know, didn't want to lose that moment. So he kind of washed his hands. With Max Scherzer, though, if he was told to wash his hands with alcohol, you're immediately thinking he's going to wash his hands with soap. They're probably telling him to wash his hands with rubbing alcohol. Now, I don't know if that's playing a part in this. I don't know if that if he's washing his hands and then disinfecting his hands, not even uh, with uh, hand sanitizer, which is maybe the alcohol they're saying. But maybe with, then with that and the fact that he's sweating because he can easily just touch his arms or touch the back of his neck. And that has, yeah. you know, the substance or maybe the sunscreen mixed with a bag of rosin that he's probably going with. As per John Boy, he's saying, yo, you probably made it worse by telling him to go wash his hand with alcohol. And then he's going to touch the rosin bag and then come back out. It's going to make it worse because if it was really that bad, then I get why they had to throw him out. I felt like, you know, Phil Cuzzy, who is a little bit of a track record for throwing out, you know, pitchers. It felt like he was targeting him. It felt like he was after him. It also felt like maybe the Dodgers knew something because he used to play for them. So I felt like he was very much a target. But if he knows, maybe he knows that, like, yo, if I'm going to wash my hands and I, maybe I've been using this alcohol, maybe I know that if I wash my hands with alcohol, they're going to sit there and say, yo, my hands are clean. Or maybe he knows because he's a veteran pitcher. He's very smart. He even said on a podcast a few days ago at the Foul, the Foul Territory podcast, shout out to them, that you can manipulate rosin in so many ways. 
And he, we don't know what he probably knew. He probably said, yo, even if they check me or even if they tell me to wash my hands with alcohol, the alcohol probably makes it even better. Plus, you're in the middle of the L.A. sun and you're sweating. I think he may or may not just said, yo, I've been I got my start pushback. I've been a little bit shaky lately. I haven't been the max that the net, the Mets need me to be. Let me, you know, let me make sure that, you know, this start doesn't go, you know, sideways. So maybe he probably said, I mean, yo, let me let me get some extra grip because I need to be in this game long. Who knows? But I just think it's funny that they didn't tell Domingo Armand to wash his hands with alcohol. They told him to just wash his hands. If they're telling Max to wash his hands with alcohol, maybe I, maybe he knows that the alcohol can increase this grip or increase whatever the, the stickiness is. Because they said they even went into his glove and it was horrible. It was, it was just insane. So if he's even if he washes his hand completely clean, wipes it with a towel, goes into the glove, he's, he comes out, he could touch the ball. You know what I'm saying? There's so many ways to manipulate it. So I think Max kind of knew what he was doing more than he let on, personally. So sorry to go on a long tangent there, but clearly we disagree. So you're free. You're hashtag free Max, correct? I am. I'm hashtag free Max for, for a few reasons. Um, number one, Phil Cuzzy has thrown out Max Scherzer three times in the past. <laughs> Three times. Phil Cuzzy's the biggest Three. hater out there in these streets. Phil Cuzzy, you Phil hater, Cuzzy Phil. does not like Scherzer. Scherzer is Phil Cuzzy's ops. He does not like <laughs> Scherzer at all. He's not Probably a fan of him. Shorty back in um, high school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that. Also, I can I can see a scenario where they told him to wash it off with alcohol. He goes to wash it off with alcohol. And it's extra sticky, and he doesn't realize that. It's possible. Here's my very, th- very possible thing, too. Though. Correct. It is. It, it is. It is possible. But here's my thing. It, it it goes alongside with that. He's what he's been in the league. What 15, 16 years. Mm-hmm. To your point about Domingo Herman. Okay, let me wash it off. I don't want no problems. I don't even know what I'm doing wrong. Maybe he doesn't understand fully. You right. know what there exactly he did wrong. There, right. He probably wasn't sure. Correct. Right. With Scherzer, this guy is a vet. He's been around the block a few times. He's he's uh, a supporter of the Players Union. You know, he's a Cy Young, all this. We could throw out all the accolades. Right. Why would he come back the inning after with the substance on his fingers? That just doesn't that doesn't make sense to me, you know, and I don't think it, it, it made sense to him at the time. Why? Why? You know, they were so hung up on it. But Here's, here's where my, my previous point comes into play. Maybe because of the alcohol, he didn't realize. Maybe he felt, he felt okay, my hands are still, you know, they're, they're, they're dry. But he started, maybe he, you know, he but probably Kishan, they changed, his arm. But Kishan, they changed gloves. How is it that you change a glove and it's still that bad? That's where I'm at. So maybe he preps his gloves a certain way. I mean, what do you think? I mean, it, it's a little, it's uh, well, a little when, fishy, fishy. When it, it is, it, it is from that standpoint because speaking from the point that I was saying before, like as a as a pitcher, you take every inch you could get. Right. I did it myself with right. Vaseline. I had oh, Vaseline you, you on the on the, bag. on the thumb on the thumb side of my glove. I put Vaseline. They never checked me. I didn't give. A, I didn't give a f, you know. I, I made sure that I used it. Substance, mother flower. You Trevor Bauer hey, in listen, the face, mother flower. I was a, I was a spider track king. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, that ball yeah. was moving out there, though. I tell you that. <laughs> that ball was sizzling. I was never a hard thrower. You know that. But yeah, I know. My my movement was always was always you know. You did it, paint it, corners. It was always there. I said you did definitely. Yeah, paint I, I, I painted. I painted them I with Vaseline. Painted corners. I had guys looking. Yeah. Oh yeah, with Vaseline. Just, <laughs> oh yeah, I was painting. I was painting out there. Oh, uh, bad. All right. Well, okay. You're free, Max. I mean, I'm. I would love to be free, Max, but I think Max is a very intelligent man. I'm also. It's also a very biased opinion. I'm oh, a former pitcher. Okay. Yeah. You take every. You take every chance you could get at, at trying to. You know, right, yeah, get at the competition. I, that makes so, sense. But I don't think I don't think I don't think that Max um I don't think that Max is fully in the wrong here. I think that MLB also has oh, blame to take in this I, situation. So I think Major League Baseball is probably looking worse than Max, in my opinion. 
So, but yeah, I agree. So look, all right, just to give you guys the last bit of this, they suspended him ten games. He could have he could have he could have appealed, but if he would have done the whole appeal process, it could have pushed back the expected suspension a lot longer. And plus, it's Max Scherzer. You got a guy with that such a such a high profile name. You know they want to make sure they make an example out of him. So it is what it is. I mean, what are you gonna do? But Major League Baseball, you know, they need to do better with these umpires. They have to. These umpires are getting away with murder. So I, I like you're the pitcher of the podcast. I'm the hitter. We all know that. Just let everybody know. You guys know. Key was the pitcher. I was the hitter. So I'm not a big fan. Of when pitchers kind of manipulate things, but I like when pitchers kind of not hitting guys. So if Max is doing whatever he's doing just so he can be himself and to avoid maybe dunking uh, or dinking a pitcher or for whatever the case is, I'm not that offended by it. I never thought the sticky stuff was that big of a deal because we kind of get to cheat ourselves with the bat, you know? So, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, you still got to hit the ball. It's, It's a very difficult situation, but. Yeah. For me, it's a it's a control thing. I think more than anything. So he wanted to make sure he painted. But the thing is, is that he was painting with Alvarez like crazy. So I mean, yeah, that's something that what, I want to bring up. Yeah, to, to to your point, their chemistry after the first inning because the first inning it looked like they were just working stuff out. Yes, their chemistry after that first inning awesome. was amazing. It was so fun to watch them go back and forth with each other. Alvarez looked very comfortable. And I really do hope that that becomes a thing between the two. Well, well before we and, even and just a, just a foreshadow a little bit when we get when we jump into the the, the current series we're in. Um, every time we've seen Francisco Alvarez out there, he looks great, and he's actually kind of calling a great game. And yeah, I think this this whole notion that he's a bust or whatever after what like six games or seven games. Please, please just stop watching the Mets. We don't need that type of energy. But we move on. Okay, that that's kind of going to linger with us for a while up until his next start, which is why he took the suspension because his next start with the 10 games in there would be the last game of the Braves series. So it makes sense why he, he, he said the organization, a.k.a. Steve Cohen, told him, eat the bullet, take the games, and we could we come back stronger than ever. So I'm cool with it. It is what it is. I think a $10,000 fine is ridiculous. I also think a second offense jumping to, uh, what, 50, 60 games? I think that's yeah. that's a little intense too. But you know what? They want to invoke such a, a, a strict uh, hammer to this whole situation. I get it. Um, I just want better from the umpires. I just want better, and I think we need to have a little bit of a better transparency with the fans and what's going on in a situation like that because nobody knew right. what was going on. I don't even think right. uh, at the SNY crew had an idea. But before we jump in, I just want to point out, if you wanted Buck thrown out of that game, I'm going to be honest with you, you were asking Buck to get thrown out in a game where we had to win a rubber match. We had to manage a whole bullpen for five innings. We had two kids under the age of 23 on the field at the time. And whether you know if he's calling pitchers or not, maybe they're calling him from the dugout with the pitch com. Who the hell knows? But you need it, Buck. And I get people want him to do the whole Terry Collins shit. He's not Terry Collins. He's better. That's just an uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I call I call yeah. Buck's name out more than anybody. I've literally made a hashtag yeah. to call him out. But I didn't want him to know that game. And he did his thing. He defended Max at the, in the post game. He said everything he needed to say. He called out Phil Cuzzy. To me, A plus, A plus, and we won the series. Yeah, yeah. Buck is Buck is not that guy. He's not going to go out there and be Lou Pinella and throw a base and take off his hat and stomp and on, the, on the field it. and and throw dirt. He, I'm, yeah, I'm, me yeah. too. He's because that's cool not him. That. That's not cool his character. Player. I mean, yeah, that's not that's not his character. It would be faking it. You yeah. know, like he wouldn't get a reaction. You know, think, maybe from the fans, like not I, his players. I think the only time we've ever seen him do that is when a ball literally hit Francisco Lindor in the mouth when they were throwing at us. Yeah, for like and that two was months warranted. That right. was, yeah, that was so warranted. I'm glad you know? he did so, it then, I, yeah. you know? Like, right, if, if right. that continues, because we are getting hit again a lot, and it gets to a point where, God forbid, somebody gets dinked in, you know, above the neck, and he bugs out, then I'm cool with Buck Showalter tweaking out and, like, you know, ready to go, you know, toe-to-toe or whoever, but... That's neither here nor there. Um, shout out that 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 piece of shit in St. Louis who threw down Peter Alonzo, but he'll get his return. Anyways, his revenge. We move on. Okay. We sweep Oakland. 
We take two out of three in LA. So that's a six and one record, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Five, five, five and one. one. Excuse me. Five and one. You we're already at the mark that I set. Five wins. So unless we're gonna implode completely the next few games yeah. in um San Francisco, it's gonna be a winning road trip. And you know what? Game one, we all were excited to see Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga is always gonna be must watch TV. And we're like, yo, it's a really good way to just jump into a series because of what happened. The Mets are probably, like they did in the game prior, you know, answer back. Have Brandon Nibble turn into White King Griffey Jr. and everybody else doing their job. The guys literally said, yo, we're going to do this for Max. And then you go into a new series with the guys locked in. They're probably sitting there saying all of Major League Baseball is looking at us. They're laughing. The cheater word is being floated around. And what did this team do? (laughs) This team came out hell on wheels, bro. Brandon Nimmo again, just wilding out on everybody. I mean, he's just, if you look at the advanced metrics with Brandon Nimmo, he is in the 90th percentile in almost every serious statistical category that's needed for any MVP candidate, let alone a a leadoff hitter. So Brandon Nimmo setting the table and Pete Alonso, we just have to spend another few moments on Pete Alonso because... This is getting to a point now where you're going to have to start looking at what he's on pace for. And I know it's early, but at this game, at this juncture, he hit his ninth home run to league Major League Baseball. And I'm going to tell you right now, bro, this guy, this guy right here, this guy is on a different wavelength right now. He's slimmer. He's hitting the ball up the middle. He's hitting the ball a lot more with a lot more contact. He doesn't look like that sloppy slugger. He looks like a little bit more of a chiseled power bat. You know, I, I, I just, I have to credit him, man. He, he hasn't yeah. gotten paid yet. And he said, yo, he's showing up like a true leader. Showing up like a true leader. It's just beautiful to see that he's doing what he's doing because we need him to do what he's doing. Um, and to recap, the Mets continued their winning streak. But, you know, we did get a little bit into a, a trouble moment with Sengon in the fifth inning. But the Mets, the Mets did what they did. The Mets just came through hit after hit after hit after hit. McNeil three for three. Uh, Lindor getting on the nod. I mean, you got guys like Yorme getting hits. That's how you start a series. That's how you start a Escobar. series. Escobar. Escobar got a hitting home run. a bomba. McNeil getting his first yeah. of the season. But shout out to Esco. Nine runs. I mean, yo, listen. Not to mention the fact that you know, usually you, you, you see the Mets score four runs or five runs, whatever. Bro, we're, we're, not only that we're just scoring runs, every inning there's like two guys on base, bro. So we're threatening, right, right. bro. And I love that about this right. team, bro. We're threatening. Uh, the bullpen again comes through, shuts the door down, four innings, shut out. I mean, at some point we need our starting pitching to just kind of hold us together because the bullpen is just doing an, an exceptional job. Um so shout out to the bullpen. Um, a real quick uh, thoughts on the first game in the Bay for you. I thought it was well. This whole this whole road trip has perfectly like summed up what the Mets are, yeah, and what they were last year, which is just a team that's just gonna, you know, they're they're gonna grind it out. They're gonna grind out wins, or they're gonna go up big, you know. And when they go up, they they they, they they feast off of bad pitching as well. We, we've noticed that. The Giants are not a good pitching team. Um, Singa had a rough start. My thing with Singa is that it, it tends to always be the fifth inning. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he's going to break through that wall at some point. But it's something to definitely take note of, especially with you know him and the home run ball. I know that that's been a theme with all of our starting pitchers, and I hope that you know, Jeremy Hefner can help them out a little bit and, and get in the lab with them in, in regards to that. But um, can't complain. 9-4 no, victory, can't. right? You know, like uh, the, the offense was great. Brandon Nemo was amazing. Pete Alonso is on an insane stretch right now. Like historic. I don't want to jinx anything, well, well, but before, he is really. Before you even go into it, at that point in time, he's leading Major League Baseball with nine home runs in the month nine of April. home runs yeah and he, yeah. Just, he and just a little teaser alert for the next few minutes he didn't stop there 
Because no, we, he didn't stop there. As we jump into the, the the second game of this series, we needed a little bit more offense because we want to make sure we at least split this series, right? Right. But we right. didn't know we were going to get anything because we had Joey Lucchese on the mound. Now, we haven't seen Joey Lucchese in about two years. And I love Joey Lucchese yeah. from about two years ago. Churve, churve, churve. I, I'm big with Joey Lucchese. I remember it was between Joey Lucchese and Peterson. Who's going to be the lefty they picked to stay in the rotation? Unfortunately, Casey got hurt. Uh, I believe it was Tommy John. So it sucked that he got hurt for so long. But I like him. He had this like kind of like real good clubhouse vibe. And look, we're down a few pitching uh, pitchers. And every look, Carrasco's on the IL with a bone chip in his elbow. We don't know what's going to happen with Marte, who I mentioned is in a slub. We didn't know he was going to go on the DL. We still don't know. You know, Buck did say, you know, maybe he could have pinched hit. But what is what it is. But the point is that we got to call these guys up in this organization from within. And from within, <laughs> from within, we saw, like, Sopranos Joey. Like, Joey from Friends. Like, Joey Joey down the block. Mr. Mr. Chur- the Churv was churving, bro. The Mets got... Everything and more from this young man. Seven yeah. innings. The first pitcher to go seven strong. Nine strikeouts, yeah. bro. Only two walks and no runs. Clean. He was making the 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 the, the Mets B team. Rough. Flores. J.D. Davis. Conforto. Like making all those scrubs. Yeah, and I said it. Scrubs. Looking dummy. And I don't actually, I don't think Conforto played yesterday. But the point is, he was making them look loco. So, shout out to Joey Lucchese. I think he deserves his respect, yeah. man, because you know what? That keeps you in the rotation. Your thoughts, brother? Yeah, de- definitely. You know, like Lucchese, we didn't know what we were going to expect. It was almost like a wild card, you know? Like, we were fine with dropping this game because we, we got the first one. So if we dropped this game and Lucchese had a bad game, it is what it is. Just eat some innings and, and hopefully, you know, the bullpen doesn't have to pitch all day. Um, but he pitched a gem. He pitched the best game for the Mets this season by far and Lucchese looked Lucchese looked great um there was a strikeout that I wanted to point out that he had JD Davis lost I know exactly what you're talking about like he had JD Davis lost I mean to the point where JD Davis backed up because it was an inside fastball but it was not inside to where he needed a backup he had no clue what he was doing on the 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 plate the whole game yeah he he had him on the heels the whole entire game he's throwing that and it it was it was fun to watch He's throwing that curve, and then he's only hitting like ninety-one on the fastball. But they probably thinking that fastball, right. that fastball coming like ninety-six because that curve is wicked, bro. And you know what? They building up they, the whole media was building up the Mets B in San Francisco, Mets B team or Mets babies, Mets former right. Mets, you know, and whatever. Right. And then how the the San Francisco Giants are leading Major League Baseball in home runs. Well, guess what? They're also leading Major League Baseball in total strikeouts. They're actually on pace to set a record. To, to, to be the worst strikeout team in, in, in Major League Baseball history if they continue this trend. So shout out to all the Mets fans that want home run or nothing, guys. So, I mean, yeah, if you I want to point, I want, I yeah, want to point that out, right? Go ahead. All, all coming into this, to this uh, set, they were talking about, you know, former Mets, right, and how good they've been doing this year. And they, they just oh, did so not annoying. show up. They haven't showed up yet. Listen, man. So I, I I don't understand what the obsession is with former Mets, especially these these four guys in San Fran. But there, there's a reason why they're on the Giants. Shout out! The only one that I'd probably sit here and say like, "Yo, I'm cool with" is Flores because Flores cried. Flores, Flores I, cried I, for us. I don't mind. I don't mind Comforto. I don't have a problem with Comforto. But yeah, Flores. I got a I got a special spot for Flores after what you know happened with us. But Darren Ruff, JD Davis. We didn't Listen, want them on the team. The Conforto, so why are we why are we crying about them? the Conforto thing? I understand. I, I probably more or less. I feel like he we should have kept him. I mean, at the end of the day, he would frustrate yeah, me sometimes. But that's what happens when you have Boris. You know, you you know the whole Boris thing kind of like screwed him. But whatever. The other two though, because I know a lot of people hate Darren Ruff. I get it. But when you, it's like with me. I have a thing with people expecting the most out of guys who aren't good. Like, why would you want, right. like, well, no, no, excuse me. Why would you think that you're going to get 30 home runs or 25 home runs from Darren Ruff? Like, when has he ever done that for you? So I understand, he was so bad that I get the hate, but people are expecting him to be 
I don't know, a true DH in his league, bro, please, bro. This is a bum. This is a scrub. If anything, be mad at the Mets for putting him in that position. That's like putting a For regular, so long. Yeah, that's a Mets problem. That's not a Darren Ruff thing. Because Darren Ruff clearly yeah. was in and out of his depth. The point is, is that the Mets put that guy in, in the position to try and do something. And they were so stubborn right. that they didn't want to pull the trigger sooner. So whatever. That's, that's, that's neither here. The problem I have is with J.D. Davis. I, I, I thought J.D. Davis, and I know J.D. Davis loved being a Met, but J.D. Davis was the most overhyped Met I've ever seen. These people went nuts for him, bro. He couldn't hit a high fastball for nothing. I, you couldn't pay him Boris money, and he still wouldn't hit it, bro. And I hate when we have a third baseman that stinks it up. He wasn't even that good defensively, bro. Whatever. No, he, had a few, he had a few good offensive solid years, but... I mean, let's 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 relax, bro. So I know some Mets fans out there. They 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 gargle at some of these freaking former Mets, and they can't let it go. But listen, honestly, they not they not with us right now. It is what it is. Move on. No. But you know what, Lucchese, Nemo, Alonzo. I mean, what the hell is going on with the New York Mets? The New York Mets right now have seven wins on this ten game road trip. Road trip seven, and you know what? They could go nine and one. That's the crazy part. Bro. They could, they yeah, could go and it would be one. It would be one of the best road trips that we've ever had, Absolutely. especially in the West Coast, because we don't normally do this on the West Coast. No, no. I mean, look, we—it's been a while. I think the last West Coast trip we we really dominated was like when Reyes was with us. I think Reyes went crazy. Road they were talking about on the broadcast, right. but. Uh, well, it's been an interesting week. We spent a lot of time on Max Scherzer's sticky stuff. Um, whether you agree with him or not, hashtag free Max. Shout out Genie for that. Um, listen, man, the Mets are doing their thing. They're handling their business through crisis. And Buck is having a really right. good week as a manager. So you just got to tip your cap to where it is. Um, let's whip around the league and get into the amazing and bozo of the week. Um, let's start off. We had, a, we had a little bit of an MVP matchup in the Bronx. Aaron Judge, Shohei Otani. Uh, I thought uh, Aaron Judge got the better of him, stealing a home run, hitting one. I know Otani, I know Otani hit one, but Judge, you know, Judge in the Bronx, that's a different animal. Shout out to Judge. Yeah, shout out Judge, man. Like, uh, I know that these two are going to be compared to for a really long time, especially if Shohei stays in the AL, or if um, he comes so to New York, boom, 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 or if he comes to, or if he comes to New York, the the, the better borough, by the way. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> you're talking about Stan Island. Um, nah, yeah, no. <laughs> yo, yo, relax. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> My bad. Stan Island just got some shade. I apologize. <laughs> I don't apologize. Um, no, but Aaron, Aaron Judge and Shohei, they they created moments, and that's what we expect out of them. Absolutely. Aaron Judge stealing that home run, the Bronx went crazy, and then he comes back the next inning. It's a it's a bomb, you know. So. It was very fun to see, and this is why we watch. You know, this yeah. is this is how you create stars. Moments like these. Oh, absolutely. Baseball, baseball is funny like that. And as you know, a good yeah. segue into that is more news around the league. The Cubs and Pirates. Like I said, baseball is funny like that. The Cubs and Pirates in their last seven, their last ten games, they're seven and three. The Cubs and the Pirates, man, who had that on their bingo scorecard, especially with the Pirates, and they they lost O'Neill Cruz, and they're still playing good baseball. Yeah. So I I, yeah, met, that, I mentioned yeah. the Pirates a few episodes ago. I'm happy that they're. I didn't think it was going to continue, but it is. Kudos to them. Yeah, the, the the Pirates actually have fans in their crowd. Yeah, like the first fun. week of April. It's fun. Yeah, it's really fun to watch. It's yeah, fun, they man. got this kid out there. I think his name is Joe. Uh, his, his last Connor name, Joe. Joe. He, I, I Connor Joe. Connor Joe. Yeah, I like yeah, the other one. Play, uh, so. I like the other Asian guy. The the guy with his last name is Bay, and he looks he looks like a. Was Bay. it? What, is Hansel it Bay? Guy. I'm thinking yeah. about the guy with the There's hair. There's two of them. So you got yeah, Connor yeah, Joe. Yeah. Connor Joe. Okay. I'm, with no disrespect to Connor Joe, look hideous, but Mr. Bay over there is one of the most handsome men in baseball, and he out here with the That's hair. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah that he's guy. He's out here yeah, climbing yeah. the walls in Fenway. He's hitting. I didn't even know who he was until I'm watching highlights. So shout out to him. Um, shout out to the Pirates, always finding these 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 guys and just getting a, a turn out of them. And speaking of teams that are doing well in their last ten games, not so well for the Dodgers and the Padres. I know it's early, but I mean everybody had them, you know, pretty much handling the National League. They're ten and eleven, and they both teams. I mean, more the Dodgers than the Padres. The Padres, I mean, uh, they're probably gonna step out of it. They just got Fernando Tatis back. I'm a big Fernando fan. Um, so shout out to Fernando. Happy he's back playing baseball and having fun. 
Um, but the Dodgers, I mean, they got a lot of kids in that lineup. I, it's, I mean, I know everybody's like they didn't spend any money because they're waiting for Otani, but it don't look good. I mean, why would Otani want to go there if that's going to be the team? And the team's kind of like in a right. weird, weird state. You got Mookie Betts playing shortstop. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. But um, I don't know. Maybe yeah. one of the teams misses the playoffs. So, you know, who who knows? It's it's possible, you know, like if I had to bet which one would which one looks more likely to miss the playoffs right now would probably be the Dodgers. Yep, I just agree. because that lineup there's it, I mean it's, it's just for Mets fans and stinky. they have a, they have every right to be but for Mets fans at least you're just worried about Freddie Freeman. I know that J D Martinez had a good week against uh, Max Muncy has that, moments. Max Muncy Yeah, Max Muncy nah. has he's been hot, but but you look up, up and down that lineup. I mean, it's so it's such a drastic difference from yeah. what they usually put out. Oh yeah. So it's kind of it's kind of crazy to watch them play this type of ball. You know, like and they're not really playing that that LA Dodger ball. You see what either. Bellinger's doing for the Cubs. I mean, he looks like a new yeah. Guy. He's, he's been playing. No, but I, I'll say this: the Dodgers they 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 got one in uh, James uh, Altman. He's, Altman. He's playing Altman, really good. Altman looks like a, really reason, good. a good reason why you let uh, Bellinger go. So it, it does look. Yeah. promising i guess in some regards um yeah and uh yeah so in nl east news i mean the braves are still winning uh we need them to kind of hit a wall against the astros and then maybe we can kind of gain some ground we're only one game back so you know it is what it is i mean shout out to to to, to the mets for kind of keeping pace with them because that's kind of what they did with yeah. us for the most part so yeah it is what it is i mean it's early it's april so we got to take it with a little bit of a grain of salt so but um shout out to peter lonzo shout out to brandon nimmo aka brandon himmo and shout out mr joey lucasey and shout out to rosin rosin shout out rosin who's your amazing of the week brother my amazing of the week. This this is actually going to be like probably one of the hardest choices we have this year because there's it's, so many it's, options. It's easy for me, bro. This one's is easy. It, 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 it's easy for you? Okay. Well, I, I think it's a two-man race. It's a two-man race, but I'm going to give it to Brandon Nimmo. Yes, sir. And I Brandon agree with you. Went, <laughs> Brandon Nimmo, had, if we're talking about all-around all standpoint, Brandon Nimmo has been the best player this week he has uh i know that we recorded while the uh the third game of the oakland series was happening he made two oh. tremendous catches oh. one of them was game saving oh. um and then he came into this week and and he just he just started hitting he, he, he was raking at he, the plate i mean he, he's game, i think I mean, it's just crazy bro. right having having it's a five crazy. to five game he won us the game at la yeah you know he was hitting he was hit he's hitting uh against the giants He's leading our team in batting average. Mm -hmm. You you look at his his you know his advanced analytics. He's he's leading. Uh, I think he's number two or top two in, he in has war. The second, he, has, he has the second best war in all of baseball, entire major league baseball. Like, like that that's insane. Like he's on an MVP pace, which is kind of crazy for Brandon, Brandon Nimmo. Nimmo. But right. when you look at when when you look at his his, uh, his career, he's always progressed year after oh, year. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. always he's always take taking his game to another level. Love that, and I commend Brandon Nimmo for that it. because we didn't we we didn't expect much out of him when we first saw him, especially in the outfield. And look at that he's he's gonna win yeah. a Gold Glove he, out there. He's so um, he's, he's doing everything. Yeah, my my pick is Brandon Nimmo. Yeah, yeah. he's doing everything he right now five, for us. One thing game, I, I I mean it's just crazy, bro. Right, it's crazy. right. Um, One thing I want to bring up we we had a poll um, on our account on our Twitter. Follow us at Shane Sons, by the way. Um, it was it was Brandon Nimmo. Is he the best man? Like I, I think that's what that's the, the way moment, I worded right? it. Yeah, at the moment, yeah, and he got eighty seven percent. He deserves it, man. Of I the mean, vote, he got eighty seven. It was but, between him and Alonzo. Yes, it'll probably change, but he deserves it, man. I mean, nobody saw this coming. Yeah, he's just yeah. He looks like one of the best center fielders in baseball. I mean. I know people go crazy, Google Gaga for like Julio Rodriguez and, and and a lot of other center fielders and no disrespect to them. They're great players, but Brandon, aka Himo, Nimo, he's just having one of the best Aprils. I mean, I expect MLB the show to give him a, a nice new monthly card when they drop the monthly card. So shout out Brandon. He Nimmo. ain't Brandon Marks, I'll tell you that. Well, Mar Marsh Brandon, Mar Brandon Marshmallow, please give me a break. Shout out B. <laughs> Please. Anyways, moving on. Bozo of the week. Let's make it quick. 
Bozo of the week. Listen, man, I got to be honest. I don't think I have any. You don't have. I mean, the Mets are on fire. How could you have a bozo, right? I don't. I, I don't have a bozo of the week. I have this one. might be the. Hopefully, it's not the last time. Mm-hmm. But I don't have a bozo of the week. There's I, no complaints this week from me. I have one. It's not a Met. Okay. It's not a Met because we don't have to give a bozo of the week to the Met, to a Met. We don't have to give one to a Met. Right. It's Phil Cousy. Right. All right, Phil Cousy, kiss my ass. All right. It is what it is. You know what? I agree with you, Phil Cousy. Kiss my bum, ass, Phil Cousy. Scrub. Um, Phil Cousy, you are out. All right, <laughs> get off his shirts. Yeah, I mean, he's nuts. All right, yeah, what a loser. Anyways, whatever. Shout out Max, free Max. Episode five, we did it again, baby brother. We just we out here doing our thing. Real quick before we go, how about the New York Rangers? Let them know. Let them know yeah. about the New York Rangers yeah. dominating New York yeah. ice. Shout out the New York Rangers. One to two gold differential. How about that? Hold that jersey. I don't know what that means, but shout out the Rangers. All right, shout out. I just became a Rangers fan, and I'm too. I'm two and zero as a Rangers fan. So that's, that we're the greatest hockey team ever. So it is what it is. Shout out the the <laughs> shout out the Rangers doing their thing on the Piragua ice. I love it. How about? Those New York Knicks, baby. Because yeah. Cleveland thought they won an yeah. NBA title. Because Cleveland and Darius Garland thought they won an NBA title. I'm just letting you know. It's a seven-game series, brother. All right? Don't be out there yeah. taking pictures with champagne until you advance. That's all I got to say. And with that yeah. being said. Yeah, and don't be, com- don't, don't be complaining about fouls either. Oh, yeah. Cut it out, man. Please. This is this <laughs> New York basketball, baby. And shout out the New York Mets, who are out here looking like the best road team in baseball. So, another episode in the books, baby brother, number five. We are actually in a group right now. So, and shout out all of our buddies in the group chat. Shout out all of our other accounts that we associate ourselves with. And um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And that's a wrap on episode five. We out. We out. Thanks for checking out the Shades Sun Podcast. Make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. And stay tuned for the next episode.